Isn't it crazy that in Italy they call Italian food just food? That's fucking nuts. I don't know what they call it in China. I used to work in a Chinese takeaway when I was a kid, just like on the desk taking orders. And I went to school with the kids of the family that owned that place. They're really sweet and cool family and they all worked there. So there were like five members of the family, both the parents and then three kids. So it was like a team effort. I want you to imagine stood side by side, a five foot two, seven stone Chinese girl. And next to her is a 14 stone, muscly jacked bodybuilder looking white guy. Which one of those two eats the most rice? If you chose the Chinese girl, then you're racist. You're racist because I remember through the night, whenever I was working, the family would eat, they'd all eat at different times, but it was so rare that you'd see a grain of rice or a singular noodle on any of those plates. They don't eat the stuff that's on the menu. They don't eat it at all. Like seeing the same massive people walking through the door three or four times a week is probably going to put you off eating that kind of stuff. So I can see where they're coming from. And I remember one of the daughters, one of the daughters once gave me this, like it was called water chestnut jelly. It, it was a really weird consistency. It was kind of firm, but it was so good. So, so, so good. And I really, I really wish she hadn't given it to me because I have wanted that stuff again since I first had it. Where am I going to get water chestnut jelly? More to the point, what is water chestnut jelly? In fact, even more to the point than that, what the fuck is a water chestnut? That's how far I am from ever having that again. Yeah, that was a cool job. Very cool job. wonder what they're all doing these days. I hope they're all right. They're probably just remaining skinny somewhere because they're not eating the same shit we do. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. I'll tell you something. Do you know who would love water chestnut jelly? My mum. But do you know what she'd love more? The ultimate Mother's Day gift set from Straight Crates. These bad boys are on sale right now. What do you get, Ronnie, I hear you ask? Well, you get a Bellini cocktail with instructions on making it, a mug with tea, coffee, and biscuits, handmade soap, and a bath bomb, a bottle of straight and narrow cocktail with 13 different options to choose from. All of them are the best that you'll ever find on the internet or in any bar. Even comes with a glass. And of course, you'll get a straight and narrow guide to enjoying Mother's Day. I haven't read the guide myself, but with everything in the pack that I've just told you, you're probably going to have a good day regardless. Well, she is, you know. Head to straightcrates.co.uk, straight spell S-T-R-A-I-T, to place your order now to ensure that the wonderful woman who birthed you has it in time. You don't want to be the bozo that panics on March 14th and has to give your mum some flowers you found taped to a lamppost. That's straightcrates.co.uk, S-T-R-A-I-T, to get your Mother's Day gift set ordered today. Straight Crates, love your mum or go fuck yourself. I should probably add in the interest of keeping my sponsor that that is not their slogan and uh, I just kind of came up with that for them. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, it's Friday. Let's get wild. Play that fucking music. What? I got a 24-hour ban from Facebook for hate speech. Hate speech? Me? I called my friend an Aussie bum. I mean, yeah, he lives in Australia and the guy's a fucking bum. What, what more was there to call him? But yeah, hate speech. Hate is right. I hate what I've become. I hate what I've become. And what that is, is a terrible, 
terrible racist. I'm ashamed. I'm, I'm hurt by my own actions. But I will try and do better. I will try and do better. There's a long road ahead of me. It's not always going to be easy. And uh, I want to thank you all for standing by me through this difficult time in my life, in spite of the hurt that I've caused. And and obviously, I, I want to take a moment to thank God, you know, because without the big man upstairs, none of this is possible. So, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm all for stopping hate speech. Believe me, I am. But fuck me. Come on. Some of the shit you see on that website, far, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm good. I am at peace with the racist I have become. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Aussie bum. Come on. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Another thing that I did want to touch on quickly, this whole thing about Mr. Potato Head going gender neutral. I want to tell you all something, and it's something that I don't speak about very often. It's kind of a weird subject for me, but I trust you, you trust me. It's a cool thing we've got going on. I actually have a son. Okay? It's true. I have a son. And he is a potato. And I worry. I worry about a lack of positive male potato role models for him to look up to and for him to you know, aspire to be. So it's all fine and good. You know, you're on Twitter saying, oh, who really cares? It's just a toy potato. Not to him. Not to him. Not to my little potato son. So think before you speak. <laughs> I am really on one today. If you give a fuck about a toy that's getting its gender removed, you have too much time in your day. I wish my life was so easy that this was the worst part of it. I really do. How good does your life have to be that you can get so angry and passionate and venomous over a toy potato losing its gender? I've genuinely really thought about this. The only reason you can get angry is if Mr. Potato Head came with a removable cock and bollocks and cost $29.99. But they were taking the cock away and still charging $29.99 because you'd be getting less product for the same price. You know, give me the dick or knock off a quid. But that never happened. Mr. Potato Head didn't come with the dick and balls. Who gives a fuck? Move on with your day. You've got to find something else to fill your time or you're just going to get so angry at the most mundane shit like this. Who cares? It's a toy. It is a toy. Oh, and the Mr. Kipling thing as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. If you don't know, this week Mr. Kipling released Great British Fancies. They're basically French fancies. You know, the little cakes. But they're all red and white and blue and there's Union Jacks on the packaging. Just some weird limited edition thing. I don't know the reason. It might be a Brexit thing. It might just be outrage marketing. But if it's the latter, which it is, it is outrage marketing. But if it is, it's worked. Hordes upon hordes of people complaining and bitching and moaning and tweeting and others replying saying, no, it's good. It's great because it's Great Britain. And next thing you know, a picture of a box of fucking cakes is the top trend in the United Kingdom. Sorry, maybe you didn't hear me there. A box of cakes was the most talked about thing in the United Kingdom. <sighs> I say again, how can these things be the worst parts of your day? How good must your life be that you have time to complain about shit like this? I cannot even fathom 
getting angry about a genderless plastic potato or a box of cake. Sure, I sound angry now. I'm angry at the dipshits that get angry. They make me angry. What the fuck? It's just a big cycle of anger. We've got to stop letting stupid little things like this get us angry. Anger is totally pointless. It's never helped anything. Nobody has ever got any shit done by being angry or getting angry. Do you know why people do it? Because it's easy. It's easier to get angry than it is to approach something rationally and give it proper thought. Think about, do something for me right now. Think about the last five things that you got angry about. There is no way on this planet that you can remember all five. That is how insignificant they really were. Forget anger. No point. Do you know what else has no point? Getting stressed or upset about things that you have no control over. So listen to me. I don't know dick about what's going to happen with all this COVID shit going on right now. I don't know what's going to come of this Brazilian variant. I don't know if the vaccines will work with it. I don't know if the roadmap dates are all going to stay the same. I don't know. I don't know any of that. But guess what? There isn't a damn thing that I can do to change any of it. I'm not AstraZeneca. I'm not Boris Johnson. I can't do anything. And neither can you. There is nothing that either of us can do about it. So why worry? It is completely out of our hands. So just try not to sweat it. There's no point. I know it's easier said than done, but we are getting really worked up. And I'm guilty of this as well. I am guilty of this as well. We're getting worked up over things that we can't control. We have no control. We have no say over them. There's no point. There's no point in getting worked up. It doesn't help a thing. I don't really know how to approach this whole coming out of lockdown thing. If it happens. You know, we've had the rug pulled from us before. Um, I'm pretty excited to get back to some level of a normal life. But at the same time, the idea of being in a packed bar with 500 other people makes me feel sick to my stomach. Like this whole thing's changed us. It has changed us. A lot of people don't have any problems with going back to total normality, but a lot of us do. I think it's going to be weird. I think it's it's going to be really weird. I don't want to stand 30 centimeters away from some fucking mouth breather in a bar, whether I'm vaccinated or not. You know, if you were completely immune to herpes, you still wouldn't fuck someone if you knew that they had herpes. There's a principle involved. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like I kind of wanted to go through the roadmap on this show today, but you have to remember that this is all... Nothing's confirmed. When Boris stands there and says that he guarantees something, the last year has shown us that there's a very good chance that that isn't going to happen. That's how it works. He says something will happen, and then it doesn't. He says something won't happen, and then it do so I'm not pinning a great deal of hope on anything. But I will admit that the day that Boris announced the roadmap, I was going ape shit. Like, this is it. We're getting out of this fucking mess. I'm almost done. I- I'm going to go see my friends and go out and do things again. We're almost there. But same with how I just mentioned anger. It was easier to go straight to that level of emotion than it was to do any form of rational thinking. Like, I broke my own philosophy over COVID restrictions, which is that I don't believe shit until it's actually put in place anymore. Like, you can say whatever you want until I see it and it's tangible and it's there. I'm not fucking having it, son. I'm not having it one little bit. I mean, I hope I eat my words. Obviously, I hope I eat my words. I hope the roadmap works. I hope we keep on vaccinating like we are right now. But if you think you're going to a music festival with 120,000 other people this summer, you are out of your fucking mind. You are out of your mind. Again, I hope I'm wrong, but come on. Let's just think about this for a moment, rationally. Let's pump the brakes. We reopened pubs last July with perspex screens, masks, two-meter distancing, nobody was allowed to stand up, and that was with less than a 1,000 cases a day. And that's how it will be when they open again in May, for sure. For sure. Perspex screens, masks, two meters, all of that. For sure. 
What do you think is going to change in two months, from opening up in hazmat suits in May to hundreds of thousands of people crammed in front of a stage to watch Mumford & Sons in July? It's not going to happen. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. But I will say again, I hope I'm wrong. Every part of me wants to be wrong, but if we're approaching this rationally and looking at the proven track record, it doesn't look great. This might not be what you want to hear, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to you that the world is about to go back to normal. It isn't. We are a long, long way off normal, and the faster we recognize that, the better. And actually, while we're on the topic, God fucking bless the organizers of Download Festival for coming out and saying that it isn't going to happen this year. No bullshit, no getting people's hopes up, no selling tickets and holding on to the money till next year, just straight up, let's not dick around, it isn't happening. See you in 2022. That was a big and ballsy decision to make, and it was the right one. It would have been really easy to lift a load of money from fucking adult goths and tenacious D fans, but they didn't. They took the high road, so massive respect to them for that. I'll tell you something else as well. Our, our vaccination program is great, by the way. I absolutely love it. We've done over 20 million or something now. That's good news. That's good news. I'll tell you something else as well. I have a friend that lives in Las Vegas, and she was telling me about how the vaccine system works in America, and basically it just doesn't you you don't get a text or a letter telling you that it's your turn to show up or anything like that you have to go online and keep refreshing the page to book a slot so there's going to be thousands of people in your state it's like you're trying to buy one direction tickets so they've done a shitload of vaccinations but the system's just mental the people who need it most like anyone over the age of 70 is probably not going to be that tech savvy to keep refreshing the page. And then you've got 20 year olds booking vaccines with the same software that they're using to scalp PS5s from Amazon. It's just such a shit system. I think America currently stands at about, I think it's about 15% of their adult population that have had the first dose and we've passed 30%. So that's good news. Things could be worse. You know, I said it a minute ago, our vaccine program is working. It's something to be happy about. We're getting there, you know? Oh, that's another thing I wanted to say, actually. When the time comes to see people and go places again, don't feel obligated to do anything right away. You don't have to do dick for nobody. You don't owe anybody anything. I am completely avoiding crazy packed bars for the longest time that I can. I swear to God. Like, at least two weeks. I'm just going to let every dipshit just get all the pent-up fighting out their system. Let everybody get fucking blitzkrieged for two weeks. I mean, I'm 26 this month. I'm not running around with people almost a decade younger than me who are all about banging lines and shagging nines. Twixes and sixes, right? Twixes and sixes. I've always said it. It's a better way of life. Trust me on that. Why can I never stay on a fucking topic? Ever. Ever. I will tell you something, I am hyped out of my mind to get a haircut. The beard trim, beard trim, I've got that locked down, totally locked down. The hair, I am yetying out right now. It is preposterous, but it's been pretty cool seeing TV and news presenters in exactly the same boat. Everyone looks scruffy as shit right now, and we're all going to look sharp as fuck a week after lockdown ends. Apart from footballers. Apart from footballers, that's been crazy. Who knew that every footballer in the country shared a household with a hairdresser or a barber? That's crazy. I did not know that. Such a joke. Such a joke. I know that they're tested like crazy, but I could go and get a test every day and I'm still having to walk around like I have sparrows nesting on my head. Where's the fucking justice? Do you know I'm, I'm recording this the day that Rishi Sunak does the budget? He hasn't done it yet. It's, it's 20 minutes past 12, so he's doing it in about 10 minutes or so. I don't want to sound overdramatic here. I don't want to sound overdramatic, but as somebody that works within the bar and restaurant trade, if Rishi Sunak reintroduces Eat Out to Help Out, and again, I'm not trying to be overdramatic, but if he does reintroduce Eat Out to Help Out, 
I will, at high speed, fuck my car into a wall. I will not hesitate. I, I will not hesitate. I will make a noose out of piano wire and I will put my head through it. And then I will glue my hands to my head. And when the glue is set, I will jump. And the first person that finds me for a split second to them, it's going to look like I've ripped my own fucking head off because that mentally is where I'd be if we reintroduced that scheme. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I'm a pretty big fan of full-time employment, but if it does happen, be nice to your server. Do not expect your food in 15 minutes on a Saturday night when you've paid a fiver for it. We can only have one member of team crying in the walk-in freezer at a time now because of social distancing. So, you know, think on. Actually, speaking of suicide, that's a weird way to start a sentence. But speaking of suicide, did you ever hear that old story? So there's something called helium toxicity, which is basically breathing in too much helium and it can be fatal. And the general idea of this story was a young guy's in his room with a helium tank. He's going to end it all. He puts the mask on. And he starts to fall into a deep sleep and his dad runs in and he pulls the mask off at the last moment screaming, son, son, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And the son comes to his senses and just replies, you will never understand my pain. <laughs> oh, fuck me. It's awful, but it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> you will never understand. <laughs> Come on. Right. I'm actually going to stop recording now, which is something I don't do. I'm going to go and watch Rishi Sunak do the budget and I'm going to see where the fuck we're at and I'm going to come back. This might not be great. I got a really bad feeling about beer duty and fuel duty because my two favourite things are drinking and drugs. Not at the same time. Not fucking hell. Fucks not at the same time. <sighs> right, anyway, I'll be back shortly. Let's do this. A few moments later. Well, that was a whole lot of nothing. That's a lie, actually. There was a lot. But in terms of my life, not, not a great deal to report. Beer and fuel duty are frozen, baby. Woo! I'll take that. It just felt like he was announcing a new iPhone or something. Everything was in the world. Or we're going further than ever. Just real Steve Jobs kind of shit, you know? At least I'm not paying more for whiskey. At least I'm not paying more for... Oh, and guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? He didn't say dick about eat out to help out. I don't know why I'm saying that like you're going to be surprised. This is going out on Friday. Anyway, yeah, he didn't say anything about eat out to help out. So far, so good. And he better not have a change of heart on that. With any luck, he would just have completely forgotten it ever happened. Just pushed it to the back of his head. Forever. Like, I wasn't even that against the scheme in general. It just, it turned some people into fucking monsters. It was bizarre what it did to people's heads. You can't expect your food in 15 minutes on a Saturday night when you've paid five fucking quid. I'm good. I'm good. There's no point in getting angry. There's no point in getting angry. We've done this. We've done this. Oh, shit, son. Email. I've wanted to speak about this, but I also didn't yet. So, basically, I've bought a PS5. It's coming today. I haven't told anybody yet because of all those stories about people ordering PS5s from Amazon, which is where I've got mine. And they receive shit like cat litter and hair dryers and things like that. So I am keeping completely stum until it arrives at my door. Until it is here and tangible and in my hands and working and working. I'm not saying dick about it to anybody. I don't even think there's that many games out for it yet. But my PS4 completely fucked out again like last time. I'm sure you remember me calling out Sony's CEO. And I didn't post about that either because I just couldn't cope with the public ridicule of it again. And every jabroni commenting on it saying, you should have ordered a PS5, bro. I got it first day. Look at me. I'm so smart. Fuck off. God. What the fuck does this email even say? 
Your passcode is... Oh, shit. Okay. Right, okay. I'll bleep that out just in case it remains relevant. No way. Oh, so, okay. So I have to recite a six-digit number to the delivery guy to prove that I'm, well, me. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure we all trust our neighbours, but do we do we brand new PS5 trust our neighbours? Uh, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Now, my neighbours are good. My neighbours are good. Holy fucking Jesus. Oh, Lord, it's three stops away. Okay, I think that's about all we've got time for in the House of Rondog today. And if you're sat there right now thinking, is he really ending the episode because he has a games console coming? Uh, you can bet your dick and balls I'm ending the episode because I have a games console coming. Fuck out of here. Stay safe, look after yourselves, I'll see you in a week. If there is no episode next week, the PS5 didn't work and I've bought myself a helium tank. You will never understand my pain. <laughs> Take it easy, I'll see you soon.